1: Welcome um, to Brother Date Not a Tracks edition. I'm Matthew. No, I'm Judah. It's a mailbag edition. Uh yeah, it is. We will do a mailbag and then we will get into the project that we started last week. Um but uh and then at the end we'll round up uh what uh what Star Trek episodes we're gonna watch next week. That's the that's agenda. Right.
0: That's the and that's the thing we forgot to do last week, but uh who cares?
1: Yeah, it don't really matter.
0: It's all on Landrew. You can always consult
1: Landrew. Yeah, that's right. It's right next to Zip.
0: It's important. Our two, the two of my many Google Sheets that I share with
1: you. That's right. (laughs) I've gotten some in the past from you that were like um, just lists of uh, stuff for one of the mobile games or something.
0: That's correct. Yeah, I still maintain those. My I pocket bl- camp sheet is several tabs. I
1: was going to say, that one's got a lot of stuff going on, so you probably have to keep some of it separate.
0: Yeah, it's like I'm trying to crossbreed, like, you need 145 purple tulips to get all of the things you can trade purple tulips in for, but they're rare, so, like, uh... doing a lot of cross-pollination. I've got about 60 of them.
1: You know, that kind of thing. Damn, dude, you're less than halfway there?
0: Yeah, I've only been doing it for a month.
1: You've got a lot of purple tulips to raise. T- tulips. Yeah, and then all the
0: other tulips and all the other pansies, too.
1: What about Prince Tulip?
0: Uh, No one's happier than I. Okay. All right. Is that that what that's from? That That uh, creepy ass Jack and the Beanstalk?
1: I believe Prince Tulip was in that, yeah. Yeah, okay. I believe he was an animated version of Andre the Giant, is how it appeared. Yeah. (laughs) Mailbag. Let's do it. Mailbag. by brother date.
0: Uh, On March 28th, you wrote in, not Power Play O'Brien, wrote in to say, uh, with a retweet from uh, Bill Connolly saying, Mountain West preview time at SJSU Spartan football. You know, I didn't know that was a Twitter.
1: Yeah, well, now you do. Now you know what to follow during uh, football season so you don't, you know, miss out on all the good stuff that happens. Uh, Has
0: seen high highs and low lows through the years. We haven't really seen that many high highs.
1: Yeah, we were ranked one time. Just that one one time.
0: (laughs) Brent Brennan's going to probably need to fight through some more lows before he gains some traction.
1: Yeah, so uh, Bill Connolly, he uh, writes for SB Nation, and he usually takes about mm, probably less than a week off after the Super Bowl before he starts to do his college football previews, Right. and he does one basically one per business day all the way through to August, and then he'll have done all 130-whatever Division One teams, and he has it like one conference at a time. And he finally got to the Mountain West Conference, and uh, he does it how they finished last year, uh, worst to first. So of course, San Jose State was the first Mountain West team that he yeah. that he did the preview for. <laughs> yeah, it's not surprising if you read it. Um, it it has cool stuff in there, like it'll show you their uh their offensive and de- and defensive radar or whatever. Where yeah,
0: it, I hadn't looked at this uh, kind of scatter plot before. Yeah.
1: It'll show you uh, sort of how they did in all kinds of different categories and sometimes it makes a cool shape, like the one for Air Force kind of sort of looked like uh, like a fighter jet just coincidentally.
0: Yeah, it's um like presumably if for this like a, what you'd want is a big circle, big yeah. wide circle.
1: Yeah, if you like look at teams like Alabama and Clemson, there's are close to a circle, maybe a Pac-Man every once in a while.
0: Whereas San Jose states look like cancer, <laughs> fucked up little tiny cancers, yep,
1: that's right, yeah, they were really bad last year, they were uh worse even than like they were kind of the worst that I've ever seen San Jose State, and they've been bad many times, but I mean, they have a
0: lot of, they have a lot of points clustered around the origin of this polar graph, which is which is bad it's they, a bad situation they
1: floated around one twenty eight one twenty nine one thirty for a lot of the season in uh, Bill Connolly's. Special, special rankings.
0: Now, is that not more teams than there are in Division 1?
1: No, I think there was 130 last year.
0: Oh, okay. So yeah. they've, they've
1: come up a few. There may have been somebody who finished underneath them, but it would only be one or two teams. They, they were really bad. They were so fuck, so fucking bad. And yeah, I, he, he was complaining that this is the time in the previews when people stop paying attention. They get real excited when he starts up with the Sun Belt or whatever. Because it's, oh, cool, college football's starting again because Bill Connolly's doing his previews. And then by the time they get through a few of the scrub conferences, people stop paying attention. So he was actively asking people to please retweet the Mountain West previews, but I had already done so.
0: Yeah. Well, he's got him projected to lose every single game this year except the game at UC
1: Davis. Except the UC Davis game. I would not be surprised if that was the truth. Yeah. I also so... would not be that surprised if we lost to UC Davis.
0: Look, it's possible they're they're projecting us a three point margin and a fifty seven percent win probability.
1: Yikes, <laughs> that's not oh, good. For UC Davis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're really bad. They don't even recruit like they used to. Like four, five, six years ago, they were recruiting sixtieth or something in the nation, which no one could figure out because they didn't usually go out in the field and play that way. But um, but now, like if you look on their recruiting rankings they have like zero ranked players zero ranked recruits no not even any two stars or anything
0: well it seems like the season could be a massive bummer
1: yeah (laughs) so not enjoyable potentially no No. but we got months and months before you have to deal with that that is true
0: that is uh, way out in the future yeah on april 1st ryan wrote in at brother date my bad guys work is getting nuts I do miss tweeting at you and getting insulted, though. And then he blew us a little kiss.
1: That's nice. Yeah, that's typically how we do it. If you send us a note, we will read your note, and then we'll probably, probably crap on you a little bit. We'll see. For the note that you sent. We'll see. Mm-hmm.
0: Also, on April 1st, he wrote, At Brother Date, wasn't there a massive fire in Chicago? I don't really consider a structure fire to be a natural disaster, though. I think that's the context we were talking about, right?
1: Yeah, dude, someone was chasing a hog around. And the and the hog knocked over a candle, is right. that what happened?
0: That's a pretty manufactured situation. Yeah, that's. Or uh, did somebody's cow kick over a lamp, or so, I mean, whatever.
1: Yeah, something like that. That's yeah, that's not really the kind of uh, apocalyptic disaster you were looking for in the weird scenario we were describing about Chicago. Yeah, but what were we talking about again? Do not remember yeah, something about it. if there was an earthquake in Chicago and we settled on a sausage bomb.
0: Oh yeah. I guess that's also not a natural disaster, is it? Yeah. 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 All right. I withdraw my objection. Okay. Uh, At Brother Date, we know Daisy Fuentes was Judah's celebrity crush. Who was Matt's?
1: Oh, boy. That's a really good question. Mm.
0: In the 90s? I mean... Is it during the same ten minutes that Daisy Fuentes was my celebrity
1: crush? I did not remember because it says, didn't last
0: a long time. Frankly, did,
1: did you say it on the show? It was your celebrity crush. I don't believe
0: I've ever said that on the show. Ryan might be using his deep personal knowledge of me, having known me for twenty years.
1: I was gonna say because I did not even remember that that was a thing.
0: No, nah, it was not. It didn't didn't really turn out to be formative for me. Um, way.
1: boy, uh, was there was there another was there like a hot MTV VJ that I can that I can throw into the MTV VJ mix? you mean other than Daisy Fuentes? Yeah, like... Uh, no, Doc, there
0: were no VJs by the time you
1: had sexual ideas. Yeah, that's probably true. They probably weren't even really playing music videos anymore.
0: No, it'd be like, which member of Real World vs. Road Rules 11 were you into?
1: Uh, um, I did used to watch the uh, the challenge the between the Real World and the Road Rules people, but I don't remember if there were any, like, uh, no, Stone Cold not. bodies on that. There was a lot of, like... My favorite ones is when they'd have a spelling contest. Because <laughs> they'd have all these physical challenges. They'd have, like, six straight weeks of physical challenges, and then on the seventh week they'd be like, all right, we're having a spelling bee. And then that's when you get to see the real good stuff. Boy, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what era we're, we're we're talking about. Um, I
0: mean, that's just when you were 16. I think that's got to be oh, what we're aiming at here, right?
1: Um pff, <sighs> oh, um uh, Tabitha Soren. <laughs> I thought of an MTV person. you did it took a you didn't think of one. it took a little while.
0: You didn't think of Kennedy or downtown Oh yeah Kennedy. Brown Kennedy,
1: or... yeah, Kennedy was for sure. that's there my, you go. That's my jam also that's jam. oh Lisa Loeb that's, Lisa Loeb because yeah. now I'm just going from glasses to glasses. um Lisa Loeb, it was definitely.
0: I mean, Lisa lob solid. That'd be a solid celebrity crush.
1: Well, you remember the time that I...
0: I mean, better if she had more than one song. I think that's the real limiting factor.
1: One time I was half asleep and that song came on the radio. I was listening to the radio as I was trying to sleep and it made me so upset that I had to hear that song, Stay.
0: Yeah, I remember that. It'd make you very angry that I think uh, I might have cried. Stay
1: came on. I don't know, that's the best I could do. I, I don't remember.
0: At Brother Date, specifically that one apartment like multiple times i think he's asking about the uh that apartment being nuked in my dreams oh yeah don't get me wrong i have recurring dreams too he says yeah you know it happened a bunch of times that old apartment on wilton drive I'd, i usually i would be like at john d morgan park and uh, i'd look over and where our apartment was that's uh, where the flash be would big come mushroom from cloud coming up oh no, so no flash. A
1: flash okay yeah well that's good because that would i have blinded you or something.
0: One time, I had a dream that a nuclear bomb had gone off at the Lexington Drive apartment, and only the hard plastic child's pink chair had survived.
1: Which absolutely would have survived. We had this chair for a very long time, and that thing was made out of the same thing that our that my bread truck mini car was made out of.
0: Oh yeah, it was definitely some kind of unobtainium, right?
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that chair. Uh, I wonder what ever happened to that thing because we definitely didn't destroy it. I just threw it in the dumpster or something. Um, and the reason I know about the bread truck is because of the time that I took all the mini cars out back and smashed them with hammers. Yep. For kicks, but the bread truck yep. was indestructible. Could not even put a dent in it.
0: Not, so not as in the song Mach 5 by Presidents of the United States where you just couldn't bring yourself to smash it.
1: No, no, I tried very hard. Um, it was kind of a graveyard, actually, out there because I'd, I'd ripped all the arms and legs off my little G.I. Joes and buried them back there, too. Yeah. So then all the mini cars yeah. were back there, too. Hey, why did our parents buy us stuff?
0: Uh it was a mistake.
1: Yeah, well, it's, eventually it would just go to the crusher. They also bought well, us the... Um, the Star Trek Interactive VCR board game, though, so that's okay.
0: Yeah. Was, we, played, we played a round of personal identity facts followed by a round <laughs> of cards. I know that's video clue.
1: <laughs> those
0: were the two we had, right? Yeah, those were the two Interactive VCR board games we had.
1: I wonder if anybody really thought that was going to take off as a... Pile of bullets. ...as a genre. <laughs>
0: uh still on april 1st ryan writes at brother date i'll be in vegas in three weeks let me know if you want to be creepy and have me drop anything off for brian for you brian hasn't written
1: me back so he's dead to me um
0: you got one job as a pen
1: pal that's too bad (laughs) he was probably intimidated did you send him a letter already
0: yeah i sent him a
1: letter the day i got his thing he was intimidated he he saw all your fine stationery and uh and he was. I, like, I
0: didn't get. I I sent him a letter on Clairefontaine Triumph A4 paper. I didn't get fancy with it. Hey, I sent
1: you a, a card. Did you get it? No. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, <laughs> mail. Thanks, U.S. <laughs> mail. It's going really that well. Probably with Brian's letter. <sighs> oh, that's true. Yeah, our letters are together, not being delivered to you. Uh, at brother date. Uh
0: you say the pod needs content i say twenty five percent of your listeners demand you bring back games. We played games on this podcast one time, and it was nothing.
1: yeah, I mean we could try we got a we got a, we got something going on right now we got a project yeah. we, we, we a could project. do more projects I just like to um to get things done, and this this feels more like more like an accomplishment than just a this yeah. game
0: i mean I could read you t n g trivia <laughs> questions. From a TNG trivia book, but they're laughably easy.
1: Or they're preposterously specific, Yeah, where you have to have the episode on in front of you.
0: On April uh, 2nd, he wrote, It's less about Led Zeppelin appreciation and more about I don't even properly keep up with the pod. So this is him making excuses for not playing along, basically.
1: (sighs) But he had time to play along. That was on April 2nd. I mean, that is true. it's now, it's the 10th, which is, you you still could have, you had eight days to play. God damn it. Yeah. Nobody sent me one of their brackets.
0: Yeah. Well, listen, I, I think I had to listen to Led Zeppelin for four hours to get through this
1: thing. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Some it's of the songs, kind of a lot. Some of the songs are pretty long. <laughs>
0: You put a 10-minute song against a 7-minute song, and I was so mad.
1: I didn't even notice I did it, because there's so many long ones. Yeah. It's, there aren't a lot of sh- they. They didn't get in and out. They weren't into the radio play, I guess. I know Marjan was working on one, but I think it was too challenging. She couldn't figure out who to pick, because they're all her precious babies.
0: Uh, on April 3rd, you wrote in, we need to talk about Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. Mm. So, what's on your mind?
1: Uh, I was just, I was really angry, so I sent a tweet. I, re- I mean, I, it's not that important, but, um, this day and age, there are things that you should just be able to do in one second, and there's no excuse for that not to be possible. Uh-huh. Well, uh, Marjan was home early, one of the rare times she's ever home, like, before dinner-ish. And she's like, "Oh, maybe I can watch Jeopardy. When's Jeopardy on? Like, that's a big, a big deal to watch the Jeopardy." So I, I picked up my you phone. Said, it's
0: on at six because we live in the central time zone. I picked up
1: my phone and I was like, "Sorry, all right, let's figure this out. What channel is Jeopardy on here, and when is it on?" So I tried to do like a Google search, and the first thing that popped up was a what looked like a helpful little website that was like, "Oh, what time is Jeopardy on?" Was this website you put in your zip code or whatever, and then you click the button and it'll tell you? Except the button wasn't working. And I was like, oh, okay, this thing hasn't been, um, it's not optimized for mobile. Right. So I'll just, I'll go to my laptop, I'll figure this thing out. So I go over to the laptop, and I open up the same page, and I put in my zip code, and the button doesn't work. And I'm like, uh, that makes me pretty furious. So then I got to go back to the Googles, and I'm like, okay, what time is Jeopardy on? Where can I find this? I tried like six different sites. Nobody could tell me when it was on. They couldn't ever figure out what location I was in, even when I was putting in my, my zip code and my information. One of them was like, you are located in Eastern Time. And I was like, no. No, I'm not. Not only am I not located in Eastern Time, that's not a location. And uh, after trying for like half an hour, uh, I did eventually figure out that it was on two different channels at uh, 6 and 6.30 here. <laughs> And we Wheel of Fortune, we do not get.
0: there's just not even a possibility for you. Yep.
1: If you look on, there's one that has like a helpful map, and uh, there's like a a blue part of the map of the United States where Jeopardy's on first, and then there's like a red part of the map where Wheel of Fortune is on first. Well, there's one tiny little black hole on the map, and the tiny little black hole is where there is no Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> and that when I, I looked at the black hole, and I went, "Oh, that looks a little bit like where we are." <sighs> And, uh, sure enough, it's, uh, it's on some station we don't get. I'd have to subscribe to some crazy cable to get it. But, um, anyway, my, what made me so mad was how long it took me to figure out this very simple question, where the hell can I watch Jeopardy? And the first thing I popped on, popped onto was this website that looked like it was going to be super helpful, and the button just didn't work like it was trolling me. That's, that must have been maddening. Uh, Marjan will tell you that I, it ruined my night. (laughs) doing this search to find out when Jeopardy! was on.
0: You have no patience for a technology failures you never
1: had. Nope. No. And I told her, I don't even care about Jeopardy! This was your thing. I don't even want to watch Jeopardy! But now I have to figure this out. And it, it ruined my day like, like the terrible US mail always ruins my day. So, <clears throat> that's all that was. Just me being furious. Uh,
0: on April 5th, Uh, You also wrote in with a frowny face, uh, presumably, uh, and a retweet, presumably you're upset about the news that the attendance for the four-game series had been 34,613 people?
1: Yeah, total, for four games. (laughs) The season just started and everyone already went, oh boy, I don't give a fuck. Uh,
0: To to be fair, it's very hard to give a fuck.
1: That's 8,500 people a game. Like, this is... uh... I think three or f- maybe all four of the games were below the lowest attendance from 2014 through 2017. Like Look, one the time don't want to was... be
0: there. The fans don't want them to be there.
1: I know, and it's not working at all. They're dumb, uh, rooted in Oakland advertising strategy. It's like yeah. no one, no one has forgotten that they did everything. They, they sued everybody they could think of to sue. To leave Oakland.
0: In order to get out of Oakland. <laughs> yep, they yeah. were just
1: randomly bringing up lawsuits. And uh, they lost everything, and everyone said, no, nah, you just gotta stay in Oakland. And now they're like, hell yeah, we gotta stay in Oakland, because we're rooted in Oakland, because we love Oak Town. And uh, it's not it's not working at all. And, of course, it's a t- another team full of losers that nobody's heard of. So,
0: I mean, it's real trouble. Like, Let me just go to their website.
1: Do you remember when they put the tarp on the stadium and it lowered their capacity to like 35,000 people? Yep. They still didn't get to 35,000 in four games. Yeah. That's uh, that's ludicrous.
0: That's extremely bad. I'm just going to look at the roster here.
1: Okay, cool. Let's see how many of these guys you know. Because I know you, you tuned out on the A's quite a long time ago.
0: Okay, among pitchers, okay, there are... 15 on the roster. Mm-hmm. I know none of them. <laughs> okay, that's a good start. Catchers. I don't know who
1: either catcher is. Okay. So Infield. the battery's not going great.
0: I know two of the six listed infielders. Oh,
1: all right. Which ones do you know?
0: Uh, Matt Chapman.
1: Okay.
0: And uh, Jed Lowry. And I don't know why I know who Jed Lowry is.
1: Well, he's had a couple of stints on the A's. He did a yeah. couple of years... With the A's, like five years ago, left briefly and then has been back.
0: Outfield, I only know who Chris Davis is. So, so three people, three ma- three people on the twenty uh, five man roster.
1: I'm surprised you know who Matt Chapman is because he only came up last year.
0: I must have seen, must have been in the game. I saw, oh, you that know, could like be. I must have watched a game.
1: Did we go to one last year? Or was that we the year went before? to the
0: fireworks game last year. Okay, all right, maybe he. Was I'm sure there. some of these other people were still there. I just... They did not make an impression.
1: Well, they were very bad last year, the year before that, and the year before that, and half the year before that, and this year. So... Yeah, it's hard Uh, to watch. uh, T-Mobile gave me the uh, MLB.TV package for free, Um, and when I watch it at every commercial break, it's like, please enjoy these popular clips from MLB.com or whatever, and it will randomly show a clip of Ioannis Cespedes uh, throwing a dude out at the plate from 2014. And it's from, like, I don't know, a week before he got traded and the whole Ace franchise went in the toilet again. Mm-hmm. And it's like they're just putting it up there every once in a while to oh, show it's, me. Oh, it's for you. Yep. It's for you. Yeah. <laughs> just to be like, hey, remember when you uh, woke up the day after this and everything was ruined? <sighs> to that point in the season, they led the league in fewest runs allowed and most runs scored. They were... And historically that's, great team.
0: That's the best you can do.
1: They were like on a crazy historic pace, and then they traded Oasis Betis for a crazy overreach and uh, just tanked the rest of the season and every season after that. So <clears throat> thanks for those clips, MLB.com.
0: On, uh, on April 7th, Ryan wrote in, you mentioned Brooklyn Nine-Nine in your cop shows with plots. Are you a fan of Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yeah, that's a great show.
1: Yeah, I'm all... That's an
0: extremely good show. I love Andre Brower, <laughs> uh, Terry Crews, basically all of them. Even um, little Joe Latrullo, even Chelsea Peretti, who is probably the most irritating character on there.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm all caught up too. I think we saw the newest one the other day.
0: Yeah, it might be a whole season behind at this point.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, My only problem with it these days is that it goes the way all sitcoms do when they've been on the air long enough, where uh, they've all just sort of become even more cartoonish versions of themselves. And my main problem is with Captain Holt, who in the beginning was hilarious because he had no emotions of any kind. But now he's got lots of emotions, but just about weird things. Right. So he's just weird like every other character. But I liked it better when he was uh, a completely emotionless robot. But that's a good one.
0: And then we get uh, the next tweet from Ryan is just a quote. He's quoting Ben. What place does independent thought have in the military? But no commentary.
1: He just wants us to. He's like a sports reporter who tells the coach, hey, uh, uh, talk about Tom Brady's play out there today. And it's like, it's not really a question. It's, just, it's they want to soundbite. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so uh Ryan, you were in the military. Feel free to let us know what you think about that or why you mention it. It was one of the possible takes offered uh, for Which
1: episode was that? The B'Elanna. episode um. The
0: the Voyager episode, the oh. Voyager one?
1: Oh, was it the one with the Balana and the missile? Maybe not. No? Was it
0: the the Deep Space... Was it the Armageddon game? That, the Deep Space Nine one?
1: No, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> we can remember so... So little of this.
0: Well, the thing is, it wasn't my take, and it wasn't your take. It was Ben's take.
1: Yeah. Um... The... Oh, it was the Enterprise episode, uh, where T-Pole was a spy in the oh, past. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, t uh was a secret agent, and she did some uh, she did some bad things she didn't like, and they gave her a, b- a brain wipe that didn't take. That's right, that wiped her whole dang mind out. And that was one that was Ben's. That was take Ben's take from, from that, that episode. One. Yeah. So I guess yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan was probably taking a ex- exception. Yeah, I don't know, Ryan. Think?
0: Did you see that episode? Do you think that? Is what that was about?
1: Yeah, did you see the Enterprise episode the 7th? You, if you did, did you watch why the did you Enterprise see
0: episode the 7th last why, week.
1: Why did you see that?
0: It's a weird out of all of those it's a weird one. Well, you know that list didn't look good. You no. wouldn't have known to watch Unnatural Natural Selection.
1: No, no, no. Yeah, that was a very yeah, surprise. That's a good point. Um yeah. you probably would have just bet on the Changeling just going, maybe it'll just it'll be campy in just the right way.
0: Yeah, well, it wasn't, but I mean
1: No, it was done. You know, that unit is a woman. <laughs> Thank you for using the short version. Um, yeah, I guess he took exception to that take. I don't know. And uh, the last
0: tweet in our mailbag from Ryan on April 9th. That brother date. No, that roadster was far from perfect. The specific one that got shot into space are all Tesla roadsters?
1: Uh, that one had a flat. So wow. that's what he does. That's what Elon Musk does with, uh, with flat tires.
0: Rather than just change the tire?
1: Yeah, he just shoots it straight <laughs> into space.
0: Must be nice to be super, super crazy rich, huh? <laughs> he's like, Flat tire, what am I going to do with
1: this? And then he's loaded onto a rocket.
0: Matt, any other business before we move into the main dumb thing we're doing this week?
1: Um, um I went to an HOA meeting yesterday. Oh, that's right. Now you're part of a homeowners
0: association.
1: Yes, yeah, Uh, everybody else in uh, who is in this HOA, owners in this this row of condos or whatever, uh they knew better than to go. <laughs> because Marjan and I went and there were nobody there was nobody else there who wasn't on the board. Great. Which is a five person board. Great. So it was just us and the board and they covered some extremely boring business about uh what the financial situation was with the HOA and what they had budgeted for 2018 and what, what the maintenance schedule was and all this stuff. And we were just sitting there like, oh my fucking God. And I could see Marjon had a look on her face. Marjon can't control her face. Uh, so She has
0: what Katie calls glass face. Yeah,
1: so if she doesn't like something, it's very hard for her to hide it. And if she's very happy about something, the same way. Um, So she had a look on her face the whole time like she was in need of a nap. And, uh, I didn't realize at one point she had actually texted me, this is so effing boring. (laughs) And, um, but you know, we sat there, we listened to the whole thing, we heard all the stories about the units uh, where people uh, got in trouble for shooting a porno in the past, and (laughs) the people who started a bonfire on the roof, and you get to hear all the crazy stories about everybody who used to uh, uh, be around.
0: Did you say, uh, point of order, what was the name of the porno, (laughs) please?
1: This is for uh, research. Was
0: it called Nashville Dreamin'?
1: (laughs) And, uh, but other than that, it was a total ambush, because no one, nobody else went. And they sent us this letter, and it's like, oh, you gotta gotta go to this thing, or you gotta give us a proxy who will go in your place. And each board member there was the proxy for, like, a million people, Ah, because everybody had just gone, yeah, I'm not going to that. So, <clears throat> uh, how often you got to
0: do these things?
1: Uh, luckily, th- these people only do it about once a year, and then they handle the rest of their business in super secret conference calls. Yeah,
0: and then uh, you probably just get a weird like, "We're gonna need an extra five grand to fix the roof." <laughs> so you're gonna be like,
1: "What?" Exactly correct. Yes, that's the kind of thing that we can look forward to. Like they changed the the gate code um, for the uh, uh, for the parking area that you're supposed to drive into, but they didn't tell anybody. So like, if you need to like get out and punch in the code, now it's a different code. But they have they still haven't sent out the announcement. They're like, so uh, just uh, in uh, some of the business at hand that we uh, we changed the code on the uh, the gate. And I went, wait a minute, what? And they went, yeah, you know the the gate uh, by the driveway. Uh, if you want to get out and punch in the code, hold on, Alexa's saying something. Alexa, stop. <laughs> she's like a, she's like a bad <laughs> dog. Nothing I said even sounded like her name.
0: Um, Why did you invite this into your life?
1: I told you I did it as just an experiment to see if I could find ways to use it. And I found exactly two ways to use it. One light in the entire house is connected to it. And I sometimes keep shopping lists with it. That's it.
0: So you would say, like, Alexa, add paper towel to my shopping list?
1: Alexa. Add paper towel to my shopping list. I cannot hear her. She said she added, she's being awesome. She said she added them to my shopping list. She's being very good right now.
0: In three days, you're going to be like, why didn't I, did I put I just, paper towel on there? I just bought
1: paper towel. <laughs> bought paper towel. <laughs> what am I doing? Um, what am I
0: going to do with all this brawny?
1: <laughs> so they do do their business in secret, because I still haven't told everyone they changed that code. So um, Did they at least tell you at the
0: meeting what it is?
1: Yes. So okay. I knew it, and my upstairs neighbors today like buzzed me from the front door and I went down and they were like, oh, th- thank God you're home. Like we tried to get in the back and we didn't bring our keys. Cause we thought we would just punch our punch the code in and get back in. And the, the code's not working. We're gonna have to tell them it's broken. And I was like, no, 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 it, it ain't broken.
0: No, it's one, two, three, four. Now <laughs> it one,
1: ain't two, three, broken. Four. I'm really fancy and I'm in the know and I know what the code is. So, um, so we will never go back to one of those for sure.
0: <laughs> You'll just take whatever weird thing happens.
1: Yeah. That was a couple hours. We will never get back. Uh, um, no, I don't have any. I'm, don't look, have I'm any.
0: glad it didn't go the other way and Marjan wanted to be on the
1: board. Well, they were trying to get us to be on the board. If you can see why. Because they don't want to be on the board either. And but somebody's so,
0: got to do this boring.
1: <laughs> yeah, they were like, if you guys want to be on, I mean, it's totally cool. I don't mind getting off. And then another person was like, well, I don't mind getting off either. I don't want to be on the board. And we were like, oh, we really weren't uh, intending to do that when we came here. We We just thought we should you know we were sort of our, our presence was expected um and then f- finally somebody bailed us out and they're like oh right i'm i'm i make a motion that uh, we reelect the board as it is and then they
0: oh do. because when they only meet once a year
1: mhm got to do the same shit yep so i'm not going back next year or ever again cuz it, <laughs> it was very dull did they at least have some cookies or something? No, well, the guy offered us drinks, but we we were really hoping it was going to be quick. We were like, ah, oh, no, no, we're good. And then just a couple of hours later, we're like, good God. Fucking long-winded nonsense. And the property manager's got one of them Jose Canseco squints. Oh, wow. Every time he talks to you, he looks at you, and then he just starts squinting, and you're like, what? You, what's this guy doing? And then he told <laughs> me that the book he wrote is going to be devastating. Just like Jose Canseco did. <laughs>
0: Sorry. Did he ever get popped for driving his Porsche at 120 miles an hour on uh 101? <laughs> he because did. It had been running poorly and he wanted to see how it would perform if he put jet fuel in it.
1: <laughs> he did. He did. Uh, also, he got kicked off of the A's post-game show because um uh, he he made fun of the, all the women um coming out in this Me Too movement and he would never wear a shirt when they would cut to him remote from his home in Las Vegas. <laughs> So yeah, he got he he got booted off the show. Um, we're still talking about my property manager. He got that's right, your property show. manager. Um, and also Aussie Kanzako. Oh, yeah, also he always sends his twin brother in his place when he doesn't want to go to an appearance that he's been paid for, and no one can tell the difference because they're because you wouldn't think two people could be shaped like that on the planet.
0: So even if you knew that there were twins. Oh
1: yeah, no, I still can't figure out how Aussie kept up on the. On the being jacked front, he wanted you... to make four hundred dollars for making a personal <laughs> appearance. So, but you must have to work out. There aren't enough hours. I don't know how he got that big. There aren't enough hours in the day to work out enough to be that yeah, I mean, big. I
0: mean, we all know that Jose was definitely providing him with steroids. Oh, but for sure. So you still got to work out. Yeah, you can't just the take steroids the steroids. Don't do it on their own,
1: right? Yeah, so uh... So, <sighs> yeah. So yeah, that was that uh, was that was all my business. It was just my HOA business. All right, I wanted to share with everybody. So, I listened to thirty-two Led Zeppelin songs in the last week. Yeah, you did. Uh, That's all right. You spend a lot of time on it, but to be fair, I spent thirty minutes putting it all together.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Mm -hmm. It's definitely fair. Uh, I think that uh, you should introduce each match, okay, and uh, maybe describe the songs a little bit, and then I will. I'll tell you. who did win?
1: All right, starting at the top here in uh in what we have labeled Blue North. Which sounds That's like right. sounds like a uh, like a military code. Um oh, it is. S- the all-time the all the all-time number 1 seed Stairway to Heaven versus uh Nobody's Fault But Mine. So kind of one of their uh Stairway to Heaven is entirely too long cuz it's like three songs. Uh, I am curious to find out if you liked any of those songs. It starts uh, one of their uh, quiet, folky ones, and then it turns into a a rockin' jam in the end.
0: I mean, sort of. So, so I resented having to listen to it, of course. I know, I
1: already knew you didn't like that one. Uh,
0: It seems like... They never worked with a good sound engineer, did they?
1: Uh, I think one of the dudes just did all the engineering. Okay. Uh, The uh, John Paul Jones.
0: The last line, the last word of every line of the song disappears under the music.
1: (laughs) That's Uh, not the engineer's fault. That's Robert Plant just doing his thing.
0: Before the falsetto picks up towards the end, you know, like about seven minutes in. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I can mostly understand what he's singing, but I lose the last word of every line. That irritated me quite a bit.
1: Did you look up so, the lyrics? Did you go on Genius no, and get no, no, everybody's? No, no. Take?
0: I I will save activities like that for later rounds when okay. I have to concentrate on fewer matches.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's fair. To be for this first round, you really just had to kind of go with your gut instinct.
0: On. Yeah. Uh, uh, on On round one, I had two weeks to do these sixteen matches. Where it's really first impressions, and yeah. it you know. This is an eight-minute song. How many times could I have listened to it? It starts to pick up, like you said, around four minutes in. Yeah. Uh, But I still found the lyrics inscrutable.
1: The lyrics probably don't matter. Unless they're literally about Lord of the Rings, which only nine or ten songs are.
0: About six minutes in, I wrote that we started to get some decent guitar playing here and some good drum fills. Yeah, And so, like, I guess that's the part of the song I enjoyed, was was between about set six minutes and when Robert Plant comes in with his dumb falsetto. Right. And uh the ending to the song is lousy.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Like, the real, the actual ending of the song, I did not enjoy.
1: Oh, where he goes so, back into the, he gives you one last, uh... Yes, mournful yes stairway to heaven we get
0: one less dirge about the this lady (laughs) this rich this rich bad lady yeah
1: well you know they were of their era they weren't that they thought the ladies were uh, were uh, conflicted what what is this massive conflicted impulses that unit is defective (laughs) it's thinking is chaotic absorbing it unsettled me Mm -hmm. that unit is a woman a mass of conflicting impulses. Yeah. So that's definitely how they feel about it.
0: That of these 32 songs, I would say roughly 18 are about a woman having done you wrong. Mm-hmm. And a further eight were about
1: having to ramble in some way. <laughs> that's right. Hey, look, it's uh, he's going to have to leave her. B- babe, I'm going to leave you. And I also got to ramble on. These are yeah. important things that we have to talk about.
0: <laughs> it comes up in other songs, not just those two. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, yeah, uh, and again, a, a, when they're not writing about that,
0: consistency, oh, and, uh, and ringwraiths. Yes, so. when they're not writing
1: about that, they are specifically writing about, like, real characters and passages from Tolkien's work. So, yeah. I mean, it was before, you know, it before it got cooled again.
0: Also, some Vikings get in there, too. There's some Viking shit that happens every once in a while. Yeah, a
1: little bit of, a little bit of Norse stuff. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> so, it's a very weird it's a weird band.
1: So all all in all, how did you feel about Stairway to Heaven before we even talk about Nobody's Fault but Mine?
0: Uh, I dislike Stairway to Heaven. Okay. Again, there's there's about an interest ninety interesting seconds out of an eight minute song, and the rest I don't care for. Cool.
1: The are off to a good start. Marjan's going to be very very happy yeah. with this.
0: Uh, for Nobody's Fault but Mine, uh, I felt like. Uh, this is one of the many times where I was like, oh, this is what the 90s grunge guys were biting. Yes. But also don't forget that these are some white boys playing the blues because here comes a semi competent, distorted
1: harmonica break. I remember that one. Yeah, like the uh, Rolling Stones and many other British groups, they are obsessed with the American South. Um, yeah. They believe that it is uh, some kind of paradise, and it's because they haven't spent any time there.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. Where they definitely would have been considered some kind of faggots.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, you think Robert Plant would have caught by uh, in uh, New Orleans or whatever he wants to to, to sing about? Seems real
0: unlikely to me. Yeah. Um. There must be a part of this song where he goes, no, 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 a bunch of times, because I wrote this was, no, 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 not destined to go too far in this bracket. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, However, it does win this match.
1: All right, there you go. The, the so overall number one scene gets upset. And again, this was not based on what I predicted Judah would think, because <laughs> I knew that Stairway to Heaven would not, uh, not advance. Uh,
0: other number ones will fare better. This one did not.
1: Well, you know, uh, sometimes that's, when you're—that's um, what I'm
0: advancing to round two, and we'll see how much farther it goes.
1: Sometimes when you're when you're just hearing, when you're just getting into a band, or you're just hearing a lot of songs by a band, familiarity is kind of the the first step. So maybe some of these ones you've heard a lot before were less offensive because you already were used to them.
0: I guess, but it didn't help stairway. It did not.
1: Yeah.
0: I but and by the way, didn't get into this, but. Uh, didn't these old boys get sued for Stairway to Heaven?
1: Um, I don't know. Did they?
0: Was that? I thought that there was a plagiarism controversy oh. around Stairway to Heaven. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. It's too bad for them
1: because that's their most famous one.
0: Could have been another
1: hard rock band with their their famous hit, but uh, you're thinking of uh, Procol Harum? A shade of pale. Claims of back.
0: Uh, copyright infringement lawsuit. Yeah, apparently, uh, apparently a song, well, let me just, let me just see if I can get that up on YouTube. Okay. Um, apparently a song called Taurus by, Oof. uh, an LA band called Spirit had been released Oof. a couple of years <laughs>
1: earlier and, uh. Both of those names made me cringe. The band name, Tor- the band name Spirit, and the song, or the band name Taurus and the song Spirit, or the other way around. Either the
0: way, the song's name is yeah. Either way, uh, apparently um, they open for Led Zeppelin.
1: Ooh.
0: let's just see what this sounds like.
1: Oh well, oh. Ah, I see. Yeah, I get it. Just until that point. <laughs> so that's not. <laughs> Can You imagine you've opened for Led Zeppelin and then you buy you buy Led Zeppelin 4 and you're like, "Oh, man, I love these guys. We opened for them. It was amazing." And then you hear Stairway to Heaven and you go, "Hey, what? uh Hey, though. hey
0: uh, they're doing our dumb instrumental song, Taurus. <laughs> they fucking stole Taurus!
1: Wow. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, up, right uh, up until that last note. It's like, an- perfect. Anyway,
0: these things are super crazy, right? Um, This thing is... I don't know. This thing is still ongoing. So a jury ruled that the similarities didn't amount to copyright infringement, but... Mm. The verdict was appealed in March of last year, with the main argument being that the jury should have been able to hear a recorded version of Taurus. So whatever happened in that trial, they weren't allowed to hear the song for some reason. And that's how justice works.
1: Wait, it said a recorded version. Do they just have some douche in there with his guitar or something? Who knows? I mean, it's only a guitar. It should have sounded the same. But Yeah. Anyway. Interesting.
0: That's how that does go. All right, um, well... What's the next match?
1: We're going to do the four and the five in that uh, in that bracket. So, uh, Your Time Is Gonna Come. That's one of those uh, Lady Did Me Wrong songs.
0: Yes, yeah. Uh,
1: and uh, That's The Way, which is a, a super chill, uh, super chill little song.
0: Yeah. So, Your Time Is Gonna Come it starts with a lengthy church organ intro. Mm-hmm. Then it basically becomes half Sweet Home Alabama and half You Can't Always Get What You Want. That's kind of true. <laughs> I hadn't considered that. Like, the verses are Sweet Home Alabama. The choruses are You Can't Always Get What You Want. <laughs> um, then, uh, the thing that was really jarring for this is there's some very mediocre slide guitar playing that happens in this song. Mm. There's a lot of slide guitar. I would say that appears to be the main guitar thing that Jimmy Page attempts to do, especially in early Led Zeppelin records.
1: Now, I feel like a lot of the time you uh, ascribe uh, these things, the, the qualities of uh, bad or sloppy. And, uh-huh. and I, I I tend to think they're trying to make it sound that way, like they're going for a, a stylistic thing. I don't think they just made some some noise on the record and went... I don't know, I guess that'll do. I mean, not at this era anyway, maybe later on when they were totally like drugged out.
0: Well, so, I also found that there's some half-competent slide guitar playing in the song That's the Way, which this goes up against. Mm -hmm. So, I actually did uh, put together a little clip of this. Ooh. So let's listen. So first we're going to hear some slide guitar from the middle of your time is going to come. And then we're going to hear a little bit of slide guitar from That's The Way. So I want you to listen to this in sort of semi-isolation. I didn't, I don't have the splits or anything, but I, you know, just that part of the song. And tell me how good you think this guitar playing is. Okay.
1: I don't know. I feel like I've never heard a... Oh. I feel like I've never heard a bad slide guitar. <laughs> you like it every time? I like, every time I hear it, I like it.
0: <laughs> I was just um, grooving to
1: that. You were playing it, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck yeah, ah, oh, yeah. I am
0: more that way about pedal steel guitar than I am about just straight slide guitar, for sure. Right. Uh, but... Uh,
1: all right, so you prefer maybe, the maybe slide guitar. To,
0: maybe I should try to articulate a little more of what I'm hearing there.
1: Just keep in mind, this is Jimmy Page, and this is—I
0: I, understand—he's
1: nearly an untouchable.
0: So one thing that he is not quite doing in that slide guitar playing is hitting the actual note.
1: Yeah, but I again, I sort of assumed that was a—that was a choice.
0: It also seems like he's just. Playing a standard blues slide guitar riff, without any thought about how it fits into the song.
1: <laughs> that might be.
0: Do you know what I mean? Like this is this is how I hear it. So when I when I heard that, I thought, "Ugh, well, that's nothing." Right. Anyway, um, that's the way. It is very boring. <laughs> that song is extremely boring.
1: You didn't. You weren't in the chill zone. I, I wrote you were in the waiting in, for this to do something zone
0: four minutes in. I feel like the song hasn't gotten started. And then I wrote even the instrumental break is very boring. Hmm. And then I stopped taking notes.
1: Well, that's like an enterprise episode.
0: So. Uh, because because it was um, more interesting, I gave it to your time is
1: going to come. Here. All right. Sweet Home Alabama moves on.
0: Yeah, I didn't really capture the part that has that sweet home Alabama groove so much, but um if this uh if this survives another couple of rounds, we'll, we'll probably have to hear more of it, so.
1: Okay. Uh Well, I I don't I didn't get the feeling you really like nobody's fault but mine either, so we'll see what happens next next uh Yeah,
0: frankly, the, this this top half of uh well, you know, these first two matchups were not uh I wasn't uh, really blown away by any of them.
1: Yeah. Uh 3 versus 6 living loving maid uh parentheses she's just a woman. Yeah, uh yeah, sorry. That's what we've moved on to now, right? The 3 versus that 6 unit <laughs> is a woman. That's right. Font's not on the same soundboard.
0: Uh yes, that's where we are now. So, we have living loving maid she's a woman versus uh when the levee breaks. Mhm. So uh Living Loving Maid, She's Just a Woman. First of all, what is this title?
1: She, he's letting you know right up front what this is about. Alimony, alimony, paying your bills! <laughs>
0: uh, This song is so boring.
1: Oh, wow, really? Okay. It's extreme.
0: First of all, it, it doesn't, like... Can you imagine anything more boring than having to play this uh, verse and chorus over and over? How long is this song? How long? Let me look it up. I don't know. It's going to be longer than you think because it's a Led Zeppelin song. That's right. But it's 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 very straightforward, right? This is not There's not it's not a fancy song. Uh
1: yeah, I will say there is some there's some very there's enough variation in there for me in the way that it alternates every other verse. In the first verse, the uh live and love and she's just a woman part comes right after the thing that he says and in the alternate verse you get the guitar sting in between you get the or you get the riff in between the in between the thing that he says and the and the live and love and she's just well a woman. the whole chorus is just live
0: and love and she's just a woman yes right uh right, here's what i wrote about this song this sounds like if the high fives took themselves 10 times more seriously
1: okay something i always wish the high fives would do
0: isn't Jimmy Page supposed to be a good guitar player? And then I wrote super boring track.
1: Okay. Alright.
0: Um, now it goes up against when the levee breaks. Yes. This one was much more interesting to me. Okay. Uh the opening reminded me of Mountains of Burma. Yeah. And there's some Peter Garrett level harmonica playing. I don't <laughs> yeah. know who plays the harmonica in this band.
1: I always assume it's it's uh Robert Playing because he doesn't have anything else to be doing. It would make sense. Yeah
0: um this is uh it's got like a blues uh lyrical pattern which is like two one statement then that statement repeated then something about that idea yeah you know how the blues is uh it takes two and a half minutes to get through the first one of those verses so it's a little pokey
1: yeah how what, do we know what the length is on that one
0: yeah, it's. Uh, I wrote. I think this is the first one that I find musically interesting, but I do wish it wasn't seven minutes long.
1: Yeah, they all get they all get pretty long. Yeah. yeah.
0: So that is definitely the one that I advanced uh, in this round.
1: Is when the levee breaks. Okay. All righty, and then the two versus seven uh, is "Dancing Days" versus "Houses of the Holy."
0: Yeah, they did a Love Is Dead here, right? Where Dancing Days is from Houses of the Holy, but Houses of the Holy is from Physical Graffiti.
1: That's right. Uh, Houses of the Holy didn't make the cut for Houses of the Holy, it turns out. Yeah. <laughs> That's a couple Um
0: over. So, this was the first tough match, I think. Okay. And also unfortunate seating. Because um Okay, so Dancing Days. All right. The chord progression I find interesting. The There's like a weird moog or something that's happening in there. And uh, by the time they recorded the album Houses of the Holy, Jimmy Page had figured out how to play the slide guitar. <laughs> right. Uh, this one works for me.
1: Okay. All right. So that's the first one that you've had, I think, sort of an overall positive opinion of. Yeah. Now, did it matter at all that you heard it growing up by Stone Temple Pilots?
0: No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't like that by Stone Temple Pilots
1: particularly. Neither do I. Yeah.
0: Uh, I think a fairer question was, do I have fond feelings about this from listening to Howard Kramer sing
1: Louie Whipped It Out? <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. More recently. Oh, that charted. that More might have recently. something to do with it. And Louis Whipped to, it, it Out. It's hard to say. Louie Whipped against It Out. Louie Whipped his Hog Out. <laughs> Louie Whipped It Out. I always liked yep. that. I, was, I think um, I was driving when I heard that, and I almost had to pull over.
0: You, uh, essentially, you had a reach-out-I'll-be-there moment.
1: That's exactly right. Yeah, I had to figure out what it was I was listening to.
0: Uh, that's probably a fairer question to ask, but um, I don't know. Uh, I think this song is, is fairly interesting. I don't like how Robert Plant sings. thats If that's not clear yet, it should become clear. He has a few different modes. I don't like any of them.
1: I hold against him sort of the same thing that we've always held against Eddie Vedder and Pearl Jam is uh, all of the people who came after who wanted to sound like them. Because, but why do
0: they all do it better? Is my question.
1: Because what? Well, wait a minute. So like the, the hair bands of the eighties, they, are they doing it better?
0: Cause yeah, they, you don't think you don't think Axl Rose does it better? No, no. I've always oh, hated Axl Rose. He does it better.
1: Oh, all right. Well, you don't I think, do, uh, agree to disagree on that one.
0: Who, what's the name of the high-pitched uh, singing guy from AC/DC?
1: Uh, uh, The one, the replacement one or the first one?
0: Uh, from the songs that everybody knows and
1: likes. So the replacement one. Yeah. That guy's name is uh, fucking uh, uh, Brian Johnson. He always has, has a hella regular name and I can never remember.
0: <laughs> uh, blows Robert Plant out of the water in terms of falsetto hard rock singers.
1: He also sings so hard that I don't understand how he's able to do a show.
0: Oh yeah. If you're Brian Johnson,
1: no, how do you make it through like two songs?
0: Makes no earthly sense, right? Yeah. Um but when he when Robert Plant sings in his lower register, it sounds like he's putting on a fake accent. <laughs> like, he, oh, I'm going to this is my weirdo voice that I'm going to do. You right. Anyway, uh that's the weakness in in all of these songs that that's the thing i like least about dancing days so houses of the holy i thought it was fun that these two riff songs were up against each other
1: mm-hmm.
0: but i thought this one was a little less uh musically interesting uh the drums are really forward in the mix yeah Like very yeah. heavy in the mix in this song a lot of there's bonzo. like a guitar break to fade out but i found it quite boring but I, so I, I'm advancing Dancing Days, but I think Houses of the Holy would have beaten any of the other six songs in this interesting collection.
1: Yeah, there's no there's no way to judge ahead of time which ones are going to catch your fancy. So it's, it's true. It's hard to to seed them in a way where the the really competitive ones will meet each other in the final in, or whatever.
0: In general, having gone through these songs, I have uh, through these first eight, I liked. The riff-driven songs, the best. Okay. Then the kind of folksy ones, probably second best. Okay. And then last would be the straight-up blues or 60s rock ones.
1: Okay. Okay. So we got our four from that yes. corner of the bracket. Uh, moving on to the green side. Uh, one versus eight, whole lot of love versus communication breakdown. So early, yeah. zip,
0: yeah. So whole lot of love is yeah. like the Er Led Zeppelin song, right? Yeah, it's a Yardbird song that they just <laughs> kept doing, right? Um, there's not there's not much there. The chorus is three words, and then 90 seconds into this song, they just do a fucking noises break. Yeah, dude. Just <laughs> like here are some sounds
1: and noises. Welcome to the late 60s, early 70s. It's-
0: and if I had bought this record. and put this on, I would not have listened to the rest of the record once that noises break started. I would have been like, okay, so we had some straight-up rock for 90 seconds, and now a bunch of sounds.
1: Yeah, They do this in many songs, and a lot of similar bands from the era do it, too. Like, whenever I hear a James Gang record, I know I'm going to have to sit through things like that. (laughs) Where they just go off on a thing, and suddenly it's Bolero, and you're like, wait a minute, why is it Bolero now? What's happening? (laughs) Is this the same song? Uh, but yeah, in this case, it's more just a lot of groaning and noises. Uh, yeah. I think he was trying to be sexual.
0: Oh, I mean, the name of the song is a whole lot of love, but, but it, it did not put me in the mood for no, sexuality. No, it's
1: never worked for me, and I always say this is the next one I'm going to make an edit of, where I cut out L- the middle bit.
0: I mean, like Howard Kramer, I think I'd have a better, better luck fucking to Bolero. <laughs> That's right, exactly. It just right. keeps building.
1: Yeah, like how that, that keeps coming back. It's kind so of whoops. a slow tempo, but... <laughs>
0: Uh, communications breakdown.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so I, I started by asking the question, how much credit should you give someone for being the originator of a bad sound? Mm. Like, but like if they did it first.
1: Right. You get the originality I, points or whatever. Yeah.
0: Here's how I feel about this song. This is like whatever you think the worst track is on Midnight Oil, except eight years earlier and much more boring. Hmm. It even felt long. This is a a rare two and a half minute song from them. It felt long.
1: Yeah, uh, it's one of my least favorite from the first record.
0: And I noticed something here that occurred to me several other times as I went through these. This song is boring to me in the way that The Who is boring to me. Okay. I think, especially at the end, it sounds a little bit like a a The Who song, and I don't care.
1: Like, they're they're hard-charging, but who cares? That yes. kind
0: of thing. They're, they're hard charging, but they're not doing anything interesting about it.
1: Okay. So, not two songs that you were big into on the one. No,
0: here. neither one of these was huge for me, and in the end, I gave it to Communication Breakdown.
1: Uh, another one seed goes down.
0: Yes. And I did not expect it to be that way, really, because like, I've got a Yardbirds record. Mm-hmm. I've listened to a whole lot of love. It doesn't kill me. All right. You know, to listen to it.
1: Well, Communication Breakdown uh, was one of the last in, as you can see by The Seed. Yeah. Never been one of my uh, personal favorites from the first record. Um, Next one was The Ocean from Houses of the Holy uh, versus The Battle of Evermore, which sometimes Marjan says is her favorite Led Zeppelin song. And one that is particularly about Tolkien.
0: Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it is and it is. It snuck up on me. We'll we'll talk about it because the first couple of minutes, it it is just like, uh it's like Maggie May, like, uh, mm-hmm. girl, it's time for me to go back home. Time for me to leave. Whatever. Right. And then you're like, oh wait, hang on. Did he say. Uh, did he say Mortal? <laughs> yes, did he say right. Ring Yes,
1: he did. This is always the one where I famously first discovered that they were singing about this stuff because yeah. I didn't know anything about Led Zeppelin and I was hearing. She was probably playing the song and I went, wait a minute, did he just say Ring Wraiths?
0: Ring Wraiths <laughs> is the one that really stood out here. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, but first, the ocean. Okay. So I was into this. Okay. Um. Also, by the way, I recognized this but definitely did not know it was called the ocean. Yeah. Uh, it's a good, decent, it's got a decent riff, um, uh, it might have sounded a little bit like ACDC to me. It's there's got an interesting, interesting drum
1: signature, too.
0: There's some interesting dissonance that starts happening at about two minutes in, where they start to play some unexpected chords, but then at the three-minute mark, the song gets bad. Okay. Like, it just got bad.
1: Oh, when they go into their, uh, their weird outro, basically. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh, I did not enjoy that so much. So, the Battle of Evermore, uh, I said that if this was genuine Appalachian music, I'd understand what was being said. That's so, right. Uh, I just keep hearing snippets of lyrics about like angels and mortals. Oh, and ring wraiths. <laughs> so, my main complaint about this song is a complaint that you'll hear several more times. Um, and I-, I asked already about sound engineering. This song is so thick with reverb Hmm. that it makes everything difficult to hear like you can't hear clearly anything that's going on it just becomes a soup
1: of noises i famously asked marjan one time uh, why he was singing that way about the woman who's singing because i just thought it was more robert plant
0: (laughs) oh i see yeah no there's (laughs) i was getting confused A woman does just jump in and help herself to some. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: uh, but since I don't know what the, what's happening in the song, I don't understand what her place in it is.
1: No, I've never learned any of the lyrics except the ones that immediately stand out as being Lord of the Rings related. Yeah.
0: Um, so, uh, you know, the ocean got out to a strong start, but it, it shot itself in the foot at the end. And I'm advancing the battle of evermore.
1: Alrighty. Okay. One um, of
0: five beats a four. It's not really. I mean, none of these are t- really upsets, but.
1: No, the seating is really for nothing it doesn't really need to be there yeah uh, okay since I've been loving you another kind of blues blues rocky one from Led Zeppelin three versus Achilles last stay Achilles last stand from presence yeah
0: so I was um, initially kind of bummed out about the very slow tempo of this song mm-hmm. and uh, especially combined with the very long runtime of this song
1: yes they, they help themselves to a large helping of blues rock in this one yeah uh,
0: but um, this one was interesting musically, like interesting things kept happening periodically. Yeah. Something would change in a way that I wasn't expecting, but it seemed to work. I do think I wouldn't like this song if it didn't have the organ in it.
1: Interesting. Okay. I think
0: that that, uh, is, is a lot of what I liked about this song. Okay. Yeah. We have Achilles last stand that is going up against. And um, this is an unfair complaint for me to make, right? But it, it, I found it disturbing that I liked the Muse song "Knights of Sidonia" so much more than this. <laughs> now I'm gonna play a little clip comparing the two, so you'll understand what I'm talking about. Okay, this is gonna be Achilles' last stand first, and then Knights of Sidonia. So some similarities.
1: Yeah. Uh, Achilles Last End is long and it goes to a lot of different places. But it, it is always long. comes back to that part.
0: It does come back to that several times. And that's the all of the I didn't it takes a long time to get to any singing. I didn't play any of the parts where he's singing in that, but uh that the structure of the verses is in that same
1: Yes uh,
0: that same musical pattern and uh This is where it is a big problem that I can't understand what he's singing. Because (laughs) I'm never excited for another verse to start.
1: Yeah, he's kind of shouting along to the rhythm, like, um, trying to catch up, it kind of feels like.
0: Yeah, and, uh, look, I don't want to harp on it, because I don't want to be the guy who's dying on the hill that Jimmy Page isn't a very good guitar player.
1: Yeah.
0: But, um... I'm just going to play the first part of this again. So just, I just want you to listen and ask yourself how well you think the guitar is keeping up with the rhythm of this song. So I hear about four or five stutters in there. Right. Where just sort of missed it
1: like just hmm. missed it i don't know i didn't hear a uh laundromat song situation in there
0: it's definitely not laundromat song bad yeah <clears throat> and yeah you know songs that are recorded in you know whenever muse recorded that song in 2006 or whatever probably a computer could go through and correct it so that it was on rhythm it's not a fair comp- comparison
1: is that the one where the, uh they talk about how they'll be victorious
0: no, that's a different. That's a different other Muse song that also sounds like that.
1: I, I couldn't remember. <laughs> that's the one I always remember hearing on in the car. That's uh,
0: that called. It's called just something like Revolution or something, right? Like
1: so. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't,
0: Muse. Yeah, it's not on Black Holes and Revelations. I don't think, which is what Nights of Cydonia is from. Anyway. Um, I didn't love that it takes about three and a half minutes for the next interesting thing to happen in Achilles' Last Stand. hmm Like, you get what I played for a long time before the next thing happens.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah. Once again, 1972 or whatever. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we're just gonna take our time.
0: Uh, so when this song started, I was, like, kind of into it. And, but, like, there's not ten minutes worth of song here
1: to me. Right.
0: And then, with forty-five seconds to go, it switches again into something else, just for an outro. It's
1: that album rock, man.
0: It is that. It is that album rock. You had to hear it uh, all in
1: order, or whatever.
0: Like I could, probably there's um, six minutes, six minutes in this one, right? But they gave me ten, and that's a that's the problem, and that's why. Since I've been loving you, is going forward. Okay. Also, I liked it more, despite the fact that it is also seven minutes long, or whatever. And at a very slow tempo. It's just more musically interesting to me.
1: Yes, at various times since I've Been Loving You is uh, has been my favorite Led Zeppelin song. Uh, and then we move on to uh, 2 versus 7, Dazed and Confused versus Ramble On. Uh, Dazed and Confused uh, is the one that I played a Matthew Edit on for you recently. Yeah,
0: yeah, I recognized it when we got to the um, whale noise. <laughs> uh the guitar break in this sounds like the music Lister and Rimmer rock out to on that moon, and thanks for the memories. <laughs> and the rest of the song sounds like the Who.
1: Ah, uh, it's another the Who problem.
0: It's a this is another the Who problem, yeah. Okay. Whereas uh, "Ramble On," he, uh, I thought that the so this is a song that's got essentially. The, the verse structure is uh, hand drums and acoustic instruments, mm-hmm. and the chorus comes in with the traditional rock sound. Right, And I think that it's effective, the switch between the two. Oh, also, it's also about Lord of the
1: Rings. Also, he specifically says Gollum.
0: It's definitely, he does say Gollum in this
1: one. <laughs> Which I'm sure at some point over the last 15 years. Uh, but
0: Gollum, I think Gollum, like, steals his lady. Doesn't make a
1: and the evil one. They took and his the evil lady. one. Uh, he is writing so, associated stories to Lord of the Rings at this point, I think. Right, this is his
0: <laughs> Lord of the Rings fanfic yes. about about Gollum kidnapping a lady or something.
1: I'm, I'm certain I've looked up at least once and gone, did, did he just say Gollum?
0: <laughs> yeah. The, and by the way, because this song is called Ramble On, uh-huh. and it un, until he said Gollum, I, was, uh, I did not think this was one of the Lord of the Rings songs.
1: He sneaks up on you with it sometimes. I'm just like, oh, what? His, his love for Lord of the Rings sneaks up on you. Um,
0: It's got like a 30-second fade-out. That was the thing I liked least about this. Okay. is uh, I was just like, why is it starting to fade out at 37 seconds? Is it, Are we going to do a fake? Is it going to come back in? No, no. It just faded out for a really long time. Yeah. So, one of the main problems with me listening to Led Zeppelin is that I am not a high person.
1: Yes, that's one of the... Again. I mean that's
0: basically the main problem right
1: yeah any any uh, uh hard rock from that era you're gonna have the same issues yeah.
0: so um, ramble on is advancing okay dazing and confused
1: whatever all right, so we're done with the green uh, corner of the bracket communication. And we're breakdown. done with the
0: whole teal division.
1: Battle of Evermore. Since I've been loving you, ramble on, move on in that group. Yeah,
0: we're halfway through this thing.
1: All right. Well, now it's this about is to good because
0: get... we've been podcasting for about an hour.
1: Okay. Well, that's about to get really good because it's Immigrant Song, which is about Vikings versus Misty Mountain Hop, which is, I'm sure, again about Lord of the Rings.
0: I mean, it seems like it references <laughs> Lord of the Rings yeah. for sure. Uh, immigrant Song. Uh it's another riff-based song. We get two he two different vocalizations. In this case I think it works.
1: Hammer of the gods. Oh yeah.
0: It's um
1: <laughs> dramatic. It's dramatic.
0: I was well, I had dinner with Katie on uh I don't know, Sunday or Saturday or Sunday, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh we were talking about this project, uh, but it was earlier. It was before I had done done all of the second half here, and I was. Uh, she didn't know who Muse was. Okay. And as, as I was as I was explaining it to her, uh, I said that I I'm okay with um, melodramatic music in some contexts. I just can't do meatloaf. And right. <laughs> Katie said of meatloaf, and this is the best thing that the best way anyone has ever described him. That he is at least rot. <laughs> if not overwrought. That's right. He's at the very least rot. He's at least rot. <laughs> and that um, that is happening in Immigrant Song 2. It is yeah. at least rot. That's correct. Um, we are your overlords.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. I don't love the ending
1: of the song. Yeah, it just kind of uh, it loses its momentum and just goes out.
0: Um,. Misty Mountain Hop has a couple of things interesting happening in it. There's some harmonization
1: mm-hmm.
0: in here. And that ha- there hasn't been much of that in the other Led Zeppelin songs so far. Yeah. Uh, the real problem with this song is that it stopped, stops being interesting about a minute too soon. Yeah. So it's kind of an ostinato, this song. Like, it just keeps going the same, the same, the same, the same, the same. Yeah. Um... Uh, I'm advancing Immigrant Song.
1: Okay. Despite the uh, the weak ending.
0: Yeah, it has a weak ending, but the whole song is not very long, and the week ending is kind of a small part of it. Right. As opposed to sort of the
1: whole song being slightly boring. So one number one seed moves on. Yes. Uh, Alright, next group. What is and what should be, or what, should, what, what is and what should never be, and Trampled Underfoot.
0: Okay. Uh what is and what never should be. Uh, I have to remind myself what this song sounds like. <laughs> this is this is unprofessional, I know, but uh You could just play it. It's cool. My my notes are not sufficient to This is remind. like when we
1: have had too long in between watching a Star Trek and having to talk about the Star Trek. Yeah. And you're just like, uh, uh wait, what was uh, I talking about? Alright.
0: If I say to you tomorrow now, I know that there are dynamic changes between soft verses and loud choruses, so I gotta hang on to at least a chorus here. It doesn't
1: take that long. It's
0: to a oh shit. On my, on my Kindle Fire, it's showing me the lyrics to this song.
1: It just knew you were playing it?
0: I, d- I have the version with lyrics, I
1: guess. Nah. <laughs> back into the soft
0: yeah okay verse. so i think that works okay um i made a note here that the slide guitar seems more a lot more competent by the time uh no sorry because this is from led zeppelin 2 it's still bad in this one that's okay. right it got better between two and
1: three yeah i've never even really liked it that much in that one where he's like
0: yeah yeah um the song changes at around three minutes in. Let me see if I can zip up to there. And whatever he starts singing at this point might as well have been scatting. No, no, he's he's basically scatting.
1: <laughs> you, yeah. I, I heard, "Girl, it's a lot of you." Yeah. <laughs>
0: it hasn't really changed yet. It's going to be right after this, I guess. By the way, this is what I mean by the who.
1: Also, it's coming through in stereo, but I can only hear one side of it. I
0: mean, I mean this is that's scatting. That's I guess, guess he's just actually scatting. That's Aerosmith. I thought he was uh, I thought it might as well be scatting. Turns out it is scatting. Right. Um This song is up against uh Trampled, Trampled Underfoot,
1: Underfoot. Which is a lot of car metaphors for doing it, for doing it.
0: Uh it reminded me of Play That Funky Music White Boy.
1: It's pretty funky.
0: Um this is another song that uh was is really soaking in a reverb bath, yeah. like uh, I guess. Well, if you only hear half of it, it's not worth doing.
1: Um, yeah, it's like, coming through in uh, stereo for some reason, but only the only half of it.
0: Yeah, that's odd. Um, there's a keyboard break in here that's kind of a mess. Okay. Uh, this one didn't do it for me. I'm advancing. Uh, what is and what never should be.
1: Okay. Uh, moving on below that, we got Good Times, Bad Times from Led Zeppelin and No Quarter from Houses of the Holy. And uh, Good Times, Bad Times is a uh, uh, side one, track one, album one.
0: Right. Uh, I mean, it's a James Gang song, right?
1: Essentially correct, yes. It's, it's weird uh... that these two bands were doing this at exactly the same time. One in Cleveland and one in I don't know, wherever in England. Right, yeah.
0: And eventually Wales. Yes. Uh, I mean, Good Times, Bad Times is fine. Yeah. It's uh, drums forward, sounds like James Gang. Get a lot of drum fills and sort of regular guitar playing. Sure. The guitar breaks in this are not anything to me. Like, you gotta do something interesting if you're gonna take a big guitar break.
1: Yeah, this is another one of those that I think comes in in decent time, too.
0: Yeah, it's a shorter one, I think. Yeah. Uh, no quarter. Uh, I thought the first couple of minutes of the song were interesting, but this is uh, this is one where he's singing. I, don't, I this is one where I thought he was doing a voice. Maybe I should play a little bit of this one. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's essentially what <laughs> yeah. I'm complaining about. Yeah. Um. Just it, yeah, because it takes a little while. We're close. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Everything takes longer with Led Zeppelin. That's right. Close the
1: door the light. <laughs> I think he thought maybe he'd have to do the effects with his own mouth.
0: No, they won't be home
1: and then afterward, they told him they can do something with it.
0: Oh, I did write this line down. The winds of Thor are blowing cold. That's right.
1: winds of Thor are blowing So... They were going for a thing.
0: Um... I thought it was wild that they'd found another way to make the lyrics unintelligible.
1: (laughs) Again, I really think it's like, they went, and then we'll like make it all reverby. And he's like, what? You want me to make it reverby? And he like cupped his hands over his mouth.
0: Bill McNeil style. He's going to do it himself. (laughs) He's going to give him a nosebleed or whatever. Yeah. So at this point, I had developed a weird theory that Robert Plant is the exact opposite of Mark Knopfler. Mm. And he He just has no, he's just very uncommon. He's uh, Shy Ronnie.
1: Yeah, he is. The, uh, if Mark Knopfler has the most self confidence of anybody who's ever lived, right? Maybe he has the least. Right? Mark
0: Knopfler makes sure you can hear every single word of his beautiful singing, and that
1: I sound so cool. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: this is an odd case where No Quarter is more interesting in that it's doing more things. Yeah, but I advance good times, bad times because it's just a better song.
1: All right. So the three moves on. The next one is a two versus seven heartbreaker, uh, another riff based kind of jam versus rock and roll, which I think is also probably another little riff based jam. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. So heartbreaker is really two different songs, okay, separated by some C minus guitar noodling. <laughs> so let's just listen to
1: that a little. Bit. gonna be furious. <laughs> Uh the 70s. I got you.
0: Again, this is not up to Japanese standards by the way.
1: Well, nothing is. The precision
0: that's in the middle of the song there is three minutes of a song before that happens and like two more minutes after that and those two songs are slightly different those two parts
1: uh, the early 70s is not your era no (laughs) I think it's what we're finding out
0: uh, Rock and Roll I didn't uh, bother to take a clip from it It's the Cadillac CTS song You all know it
1: Yes it has been in commercials for sure
0: Um, All I can say about Rock and Roll is there's a reason Chuck Berry songs are 2 minutes and 10 seconds long Yeah It's because there's not a lot in them And This song was a dumb accident The recording of this song Oh really They were just like stuck on something else And they started playing this dumb riff And they just recorded it
1: Right so,
0: whatever. Uh, that is what I'm advancing. Rock and roll.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> it still wins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the winner despite itself. Yep. Uh, all right. Final bracket down here. The yellow bracket. Uh, one versus eight. Cashmere from Physical Graffiti versus Gallows Pole from Led Zeppelin 3.
0: Right. Uh, Cashmere. <clears throat> to me, this always sounded like Goldeneye.
1: Yeah, it's got some secret spy stuff going on.
0: No, I mean like it literally it sounds like the background music to Goldeneye before you would like when you're picking a level. Right. <laughs> da 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 Sure, yeah. Um Uh but there are strings, there are horns
1: They blow it out in terms of the entire production.
0: Right. Some of these songs that I've listened to have worn out their welcome after two minutes. This one was still working for me when I made that note at like five and a half minutes in. All right. So they're doing enough to vary it up without just feeling like it's two different songs stuck together.
1: Yeah, there's Um, a lot of uh, string. It gets more complicated as it goes along. It doesn't really crescendo, but it gets more and more uh, No, but it evolves. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. I could not tell you what it's about. I didn't hear any direct Lord of the Rings references. No.
1: (laughs) No, I never learned any lyrics to any of these songs, I think. right.
0: Uh, Gallows Pole. Mm -hmm. This this song is mostly nothing to me. Okay. Um, But at about three and a half minutes in, it did remind me for a little tiny bit of Seagulls Stop It Now. And I did like (laughs) that. So let me just... (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh yeah I hear that now Said seagulls <laughs> gonna come Hook me in the coconut And they did And they did And we're going like Uh, so Yoda was doing a, a Robert Plant as well.
0: Yeah, he was doing stealing <laughs> a little bit of Robert Plant there. Um, so I enjoyed that part of it, but the winner is definitely Kashmir. Okay, uh, in this one, um, so the two, song two of the one
1: seeds get to advance.
0: The song is boring, and if you're going to do a folk folk song about a guy bargaining <clears throat> for his life in some way, I have to be able to understand what's happening.
1: Yeah. Yes, it is. A lot of these would be helpful if you could understand what was happening. Yeah. But.
0: Well, that's uh, the theory. I, I will, in future rounds, I will pay more attention to the lyrics. But, you know, I'll have to have a guide to do it, I think.
1: Kind of in the way where Marjan cares more about, um, in Star Trek, she cares more about the premise, than, and I care more about the execution. I care all, I usually don't care at all about the lyrics. Because if I did, I would be in a lot of trouble. Because there are so many acts and bands and songs out there where it's just like, I'll, I'll never be able to figure out what he's saying, and then even if I do... It'll
0: just be mad about it.
1: Yeah, I'll be mad about what's happening in it. So, yeah. uh, for me, it's just all about uh, what's going on musically, including the voice. The voice still matters, but not, what, yeah. not the but
0: Listen, I get it, but if I wanted to listen to music where I didn't understand the words, I would just listen to Modern Dog
1: again. And I think you're going to after this. I might. I might you know, do it later. Pop in some Modern Dog. Uh, the next matchup, uh, two versus seven. Uh, it's weird that I did it that way. It should have been a four or five. Anyway, Black Dog versus Over the Hills and Far Away.
0: Yeah, for Black Dog, I wrote, where does Jimmy Page's reputation as a great guitarist come from? Oh, he boy. loses the rhythm about 50 seconds into this one. <laughs> These guys had a lot of creative control right from the beginning. They could easily have done a
1: retake. Yeah,
0: okay. Uh, otherwise, it's the song Black Dog. You know that song.
1: Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, mama. Yeah. Some other stuff.
0: Uh, over the Hills and Far Away.
1: Okay.
0: Um, I think this was the match between which of the two songs I disliked the least. Okay,
1: so not a fan.
0: Yeah, this was not a good matchup for me. Um, I gave it to Over the Hills and Far Away because there were some weird harmonies in this. Um, It's going to go up against Kashmir next round. So I think I will try to pick out some of what I was hearing to, to play because I... Don't you think are going to get a advancing? chance to talk about it in the Elite Eight. Yeah. But, um, again, I didn't enjoy either one of these, And uh, but, you know, you got to pick a winner.
1: It's like how in the uh, British Baking Show, when they'll give you a lot of uh, background on a character, a person, character, on one of the contestants who's not going to survive very long.
0: Right. And then and they're, they're like, wait. They're telling us a lot about this person.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you know they're not going to win because you get a lot of the biography of the winners in the final Because they're not
0: going to spread this one out over eight. They know they're not spreading this one out over eight weeks. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. Uh, all right, next one. Three versus six. Ten years gone from Physical Graffiti and Brawnier Stomp. Brawner? and
0: It's, in, it's in, Welsh, <laughs> so it could be any goddamn thing.
1: Uh, from Led Zeppelin. It could be pronounced
0: Briar for all I know.
1: <laughs> yeah, who the fuck knows? <laughs>
0: um... Ten years gone, yeah. I found to be atmospheric and inoffensive. Uh, another guitar break that does nothing for me, and another... More evidence that the grunge boys of the 90s
1: owe Led Zeppelin a lot of credit. Right. Now,
0: they probably did give them a lot of credit.
1: Yeah, they, they. I think everyone named the same, like, four bands. They were like right. Led Zeppelin and the Pixies and... I don't know, ACDC. I don't know who the hell they would have named them, Yeah. but...
0: Um, but this this was kind of not much for me, uh, whereas uh, Brony or Stomp, uh, the name checks out. It is indeed a Stomp.
1: Yes, right. <laughs>
0: uh, there was some uh, medium good finger picking. Okay. And I thought it was marginally interesting to put Robert Plant's uh, screechy nonsense singing over kind of a hillbilly jam.
1: Okay. He probably thought it was interesting too because he he's he loves the hillbillies.
0: Yes. Um. That's what I'm advancing.
1: Wow. Okay. All right. A six, a six that one you were not three.
0: expecting? Or just because it's a n- numerical
1: upset? Um, no. I just, uh... That, uh... Some, some West Virginia music. Yeah. Um, and then the final matchup of the uh, the round. Going to California versus Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You. It's right in the name of the song.
0: Going to California, I found mostly tolerable. Okay. Um... But every one of these songs has some part I don't like. Okay. Like, basically every single one of these Led Zeppelin songs, there's some part where I'm like, oh, I don't like that.
1: Yeah, I think you told me that earlier.
0: And yeah. um, this is another one where it's just, like, so much reverb. Right. That everything becomes very muddy sounding. I like a muddy sounding guitar, but everything else has to be clear. Okay. For that to work. Babe, I'm gonna leave you. Yeah, I was expecting it to pick up musically, but the way it picked up at one at around a minute was surprising to me. Okay, like I didn't, I I didn't feel like I'd called my shot. Uh, this dude has got to ramble.
1: He can't. He can't help it. He's just, he in this song in particular. He sounds like he is really overdue for some yeah. rambling. Uh,
0: he has got to ramble, and um. We get some sort of standard Spanish guitar licks here. Yeah. Like they, they kind of seem like they're from a Spanish guitar workbook. Yeah, um, but I kind of liked
1: them. Okay. So, uh,
0: yeah, for this last match, I'm advancing, babe. I'm going to leave you.
1: All right. From from the original Led Zeppelin album. Well, there you go. So, quick recap. <clears throat> Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You, brawnier Stomp, Over the Hills and Far Away, Cashmere, Rock and Roll, Good Times, Bad Times, uh, What Is and What Should Never Be, uh, Immigrant Song, Ramble On. Wow, you got Ramble On and Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You Moving On. Um, That's since right. I, since I've Been Loving You, which, again, is another one of those She didn't, she Done Me Wrong songs.
0: Yeah, it's a very representative of their oeuvre.
1: <laughs> the Battle of Evermore, Communication Breakdown, Dancing Days, When the Levee Breaks, Your Time is Gonna Come and Nobody's Fault But Mine. I'll move on to... Uh, the sweet 16 which we will go over 2 weeks from now. That's right.
0: Uh probably in a little more depth because I won't have to cover so many matches, but yeah. uh
1: yeah. You you'll get to listen to all these again if you wish.
0: Uh having heard me run through everything, do you, are you where are you in terms of predictions
1: at this point of what I think you're going to That's land right. on? Yeah. Uh well the most positive you were was probably about um uh, I mean, you're pretty positive about Cashmere in the last part in the last bracket. Um, that's true. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I guess that's the early, the early favorite. But we'll see if listening to these multiple times has you um more enthused
0: and that's the thing. So for the next round I'm going to pay attention to the lyrics a little bit more closely. I may read them along with the genius lyrics or something like that. I'm sure every single one of these songs is on genius.com.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah.
0: Um I think by the for the for the round uh, following that for the elite eight round, I probably will listen to these songs in uh, all in headphones. I think at that point, usually I pick up other stuff when I have headphones on. Sure. I just don't think it's we're there yet. The convenience of doing it at my computer is important for now, okay. especially for with lyrics.
1: And uh, yeah, so you got if some you... you got some ideas for how you want to advance the tournament. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And uh, by the
0: way. Uh, I know that I sound like a big uh, Led Zeppelin hater, particularly all of the individual members of Led Zeppelin. I don't <laughs> right. think I said anything bad about the drummer or the bassist, right?
1: Well, I've been saying to Marjon for some time, "Among horses, red hair; uh, among drummers, Bonzo." Yeah, well, there you go. So,
0: um, but uh, uh, but I have taken this very seriously. I didn't do anything else while I listened to these songs. I just took notes. I treated it the same as the Star Trek project.
1: Oh, well, there you go. So.
0: We'll we'll get through this and I will declare a winner. And it'll be, which Led Zeppelin song do I like best? And then you'll be like, well, it's Cashmere or it's Dancing Days. Or it's that was whatever. worth 10 <laughs> weeks. Yep, that's where we are. But um, feel free to play along. I have updated the spreadsheet as I've gone through here so you can see what all of the matches are for next week. Yeah. Um, next week, however, is an even longer project with which requires even more homework. That's right. It is a Star Trek week. We're doing week 33.
1: I have to do the homework too this time, which blows.
0: Yeah. I've had a real homework heavy three, three or four weeks. And I guess I will be until we get through this project. That's but, correct. Uh, uh, we're watching mirror mirror.
1: Okay. I remember we're that
0: watching one. a matter of honor.
1: I for sure. Remember that one.
0: We're watching a deep space nine episode called whispers.
1: I don't, I don't know that one.
0: Uh, I think they're getting louder. That's right Calling your name Peaches Peaches Uh, It's a real shame That DS9 Doesn't get these picked But uh, (laughs) I'm sure We'll find something To play for Death Wish Yeah And uh, Enterprise The Communicator
1: So it's not about Archer
0: uh, I assume it's probably just about a physical communicator that goes missing in some way. I can't imagine that they think any of their characters is a great... Flocks, commu- maybe?
1: Is it Hoshi? Because of her literal ability to translate oh, languages? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be shy Hoshi.
1: Uh, so that's, those are the ones for next week, which uh, I'm sure will just be amazing. Um... And everybody, keep, please keep sending us mail. Thank you, Ryan, for sending us a bunch of mail. That's always helpful. Um... And uh, please fill out a Led Zeppelin bracket. It's it's just good fun. And you get to listen to all this great music about Ringwraiths and Mordor and um, Gollum. Uh, Don't forget Ramblin'. And a lot of Rambling, which he's got to do. No, I gotta go away! <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs>
0: Did he ever get popped for driving his Porsche at 120 miles an hour on uh, 101 <laughs> he because did. it had been running poorly and he wanted to see how it would perform if he put jet fuel in it? <laughs>